0: Welcome to the Post-Brexit Europe podcast, which is a product of the Bridge Network recorded at the DCU Brexit Institute. My name is Ian Cooper. In this episode, we have a conversation with a man who is both a politician and a scholar. Ernst Hirsch Balen is a former Minister of Justice from the Netherlands and also a distinguished legal scholar. We at the Bridge Network were particularly interested in talking to him because he is the co-author of a new book called European Variations as a Key to Cooperation, published by Springer in 2020. This book is an important new contribution to the literature on differentiated integration and differentiated governance in the European Union. Although he and his co-authors prefer to use the term variation, rather than differentiation, and in the interview he explains why. This interview was recorded last October in Dublin on the margins of the kickoff conference of the BRIDGE Network. We hope you enjoy this conversation with Ernst Hirsch ballen
1: I was delighted to present this book, which is based on a report presented by the Scientific Council for Government Policy here at the Brexit DCU Institute because I discovered that the thoughts that we brought forward might interact very well with new research that is, has been started here and will continue it with partner universities in the BRIDGE project. Um, the Scientific Council for Government Policy is an advisory body to the Dutch prime minister and the Dutch government. Uh, we presented last year a report about a new approach to uh, European cooperation and integration. What we try to do is to get rid from um, the old um, uh, narrow mindset of uniformity within the European Union. We know of course that there are a lot of um, differences between um, member states based on opt-ins or opt-outs or separate treaties. Uh, We have the Schengen and the eurozone and uh, other arrangements that apply only to part of the member states and sometimes also to non-member states, but that has always been viewed as um, a solution of last resort. And we think that in a European Union of approaching 30 member states, um, it is necessary and beneficial to accept that we should allow for more variation. So that is the title of our book, European variation as a key to cooperation that will be published by uh, Springer in open access but you can also have it as a book and paper uh, and that is based on our report and I want to mention also that the um, the reaction from the side of the Dutch government was very positive when they
0: had received our report so I hope it will bear a fruit. Do you have um do you have plans going forward about how to promote the ideas in the book? Well, what we try to do
1: is to, um, to reframe the, th- the thinking about future development of the European Union. Um, so far, what we've seen as differentiation, we prefer the word variation, um, because differentiation uh, so far was identified very much with different relations, different between the member states. Whereas we, in our book, in our report, we distinguish between variations based on uh, policy content, on the decision method, and the included member states. And these three dimensions don't exclude each other. They can be applicable um, to different extent um, uh, complementarily. Um, And of course there's also the fourth dimension of development over time.
0: Do you, is it um, mainly about internal variation amongst member states of the European Union? Do you also discuss uh, third countries? Well, I think that um,
1: not having um, the notion, not applying the notion of variations in the recent history of the European Union was also a missed opportunity with respect to new member states, which were either accepted or or rejected. Uh, For the further development of the European Union in relation with non-member states, with possible future member states, maybe even with former member states, it will be beneficial to accept the notion of variations. And we think that it is really necessary to do that because of the nature of the, uh, the, the problems um, that we have to respond to, like migration. The attitudes towards migration are so much different among the member states and the neighboring non-member states of the European Union that a strictly uniform approach won't work. Uh, with respect to climate Change climate policy. The, um, we need to support all of us the uh, the goals, um, at least at least the goals of the Paris Agreement, but the means um, which we will apply to realize these goals can be different among the member states, depending on their situation, depending on the situation in an industry. At Kinning, it may include rules, regulation, it may include investments, changes in the public transport system for instance. Um, uh, So I think that accepting the notion of variations will be uh, beneficial for the common realization of the goals. Not everything is suitable for variations. The principles of rule of law, of democracy, of fundamental rights, should be applied everywhere in the European Union. Without variation.
0: Without variation. So there are there are limits to the usefulness or the, the appropriateness of variation as, a, um, as applied to different policies or different uh, principles. Or th- perhaps the European Union uh, can be flexible with respect to policy but not with respect to fundamental principles. Exactly. And that is important because otherwise
1: variations would contribute to falling apart. Um, That's not what we want to see. We don't want to to see that happen. Um, That must be avoided. And the negative force at present is certainly also um, the erosion of the principles of democracy and rule of law in some uh, member states. So so we have to be careful about that. But um, acceptance of the principle of variation might also be helpful to overcome the misgivings that we see in some of the new member states about what it means to, to them to be a member state of the European Union.
0: I, I'm i intrigued by the notion that you make this distinction between means and ends. So as long as everyone has the same goals, they can use a variety of means to reach the same goals, but everyone has to agree on the same goals. Is that? Uh, Is that part of uh, the thinking in this report?
1: Sure. There can be uh, variations. Uh, It it depends on the nature of the goals that are involved. But what I said and what I want to reconfirm, that's also clearly expressed in our report, is that with respect to democracy, rule of law, fundamental rights, and of course also the principle of solidarity, um, um, uh, that that, that are the, the principles that we should really have in common and uphold. Um, of course, there can be different methods of realizing solidarity, for instance. So it doesn't mean that there is selective uniformity, but it depends on the relation between the goal and the kind of measures of instruments that you have to apply.
0: Now, I we are at the DCU Brexit Institute, so I wanted to ask a question about Brexit. Um, where does Brexit uh, fit into uh, your scheme? Hmm. Um, Well, first of all, the violence
1: of Brexit would have fitted very well in our scheme. And maybe there were also some mistakes in the past about the relation between the United Kingdom and the member states on the continent that should have um, received more attention. Uh, For instance, with respect to Schengen. um, we could have accepted a difference between land borders and sea and air borders, by the way also for reasons of security. Um, uh, Once that you apply differences as uh, an outcome of negotiation processes, instead of accepting variation as well-considered outcome of common decision making you are not on the right way to further cooperation. Yeah. And that may, might have been the case with respect to the um, the member states. The member states, the 28, 27, soon I fear, member states are much more different from each other than the six member states that founded the European Union, the European communities at that time.
0: Those who don't know you, uh, you were you're both a professor of law, but also you were justice minister, and so you've uh, you had a political role for many years, and so I just wanted to you to reflect on what do you think the meaning Brexit will have for the future of the European Union? What will what will Europe lose when Britain is gone? Hmm. Um,
1: well, at first sight, um, it will um, take away. Uh, the, the the origin of some tensions that we've seen in the past, for instance with respect to the judicial oversight of the implementation of the fundamental uh, Charter of Fundamental Rights of the European Union, the opt-out of Britain was, let's say, regrettable, deeply regrettable. I think this belongs to the standards that we should apply in our courts uh, in the whole of the European uh, Union. Um, but that doesn't mean that I would belong to the people who take notice uh, with a a sentiment of relief. On the contrary, I deeply regret the loss of Britain, of British colleagues in the framework of the European Union. As I said, maybe we have made some mistakes in the past. It would have been better to accept variations um, um, uh, instead of uh, just Uh, creating opt-outs and opt-ins, which is an unreflected form of differentiation. Variations are a reflected form, a well-considered form of differences between the member states in the methods they They apply while maintaining, upholding shared goals and principles. That is my view on the European uh, Union. Um, uh, Brexit does not mean and does not necessarily have to be the end of history. Um, uh, certainly not. And uh, when we reconsider the relation between the European Union and the world outside the European Union, we need to include Britain. We need to include also the uh, reconsideration of the complicated structures we have in place now, requiring unanimity with, re- with respect to... Um, the uh, in principle the uh, the external relations of the european union it would be very important to reconsider given the developments in the united states in china in russia but also the tremendous changes that are taking place in other continents in um uh, uh, at the other side of the mediterranean um, in africa in africa further south the European Union does not have an effective role at present, and we can't. Uh, we can't accept such a situation. So I think um, accepting more variation, um, looking at the, f- the future, um, uh, if, if we consider the future developments um, in the world, the European Union should move forward in mutual respect between the member states.
0: Ernst hirsch thank you for talking to us today. Thank you for having me. The Post-Brexit Europe podcast is a product of the Bridge Network, which is a Jean Monnet network funded by the European Union's Erasmus Plus program. It is recorded at the DCU Brexit Institute with Catherine Martin as the producer. My name is Ian Cooper. Thank you for listening.